Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father, from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. For eight years, the Discovery Channel ran a television show called Dirty Jobs. Maybe some of you saw it. Host Mike Rowe worked with an American each week that had one of the most disgusting jobs you could ever imagine. He spent a day with the roadkill collector. He spent another day with the sewer inspectors. And he spent a day with the janitors who cleaned up after tens of thousands of people enjoyed a day at the ballpark. It was the kind of show that you almost had to have a tough stomach just to watch. To think that someone actually did all of those jobs and that most of them benefit you and I on a daily basis is both astonishing and humbling. Now imagine for a second Jesus sitting at the right hand of the Father, moments before his incarnation, moments before he came into this world at Bethlehem. Imagine leaving the paradise there where he sat in the glory of the eternal Father and then exchanging that perfection for weak human flesh, for a world full of sin and hurt, for certain trials and tribulations. Imagine knowing that once you arrived, your mission would be to suffer, to be crucified, and to die. Talk about a dirty job. To think that someone actually did this job, and that it for certain impacts you and I on a daily basis, is both astonishing and at the same time humbling. Yes, Jesus indeed reveals himself in the scriptures as a son descending. Our text from Philippians indeed should both astonish us and humble us. It should first astonish us because it tells us exactly who Jesus was. It tells us that he was of the very nature and form of God. And so when we see Jesus in the manger, or teaching in the temple, or dying on the cross, we should be astonished to know that God himself is in those places for us. When we see those things, we should know that it is God taking on that dirty job of being human, of living in this world, and of suffering at the hands of of sinful men. It's God himself making himself nothing for our sake, being born in the likeness of men. So why did he do this? Why did he take this dirty job for us? Well, because he loves us. And there's the part that we should be humbled by, for as the Catechism so eloquently puts it, we believe that Jesus redeemed us, lost and condemned creatures, purchased and won us from all sins, from death, from the power of the devil, not with gold or with silver, but with his holy, precious blood and with his innocent suffering and death, that we may be his own. Yes, the blood of God in the flesh was shed, and that should be astonishing. The fact that it was shed for us sinners should be humbling. That is why we confess that Jesus is Lord, to the glory of the Father. That is why we confess that without him we would be terribly lost, but are now found. That is why we tell others that without him we would have nothing, 
but with him we have everything. Yes, the truth that God descended and died for you and me is something that should cause us to think. Yes, the fact that he descended and died because of our sins should humble us. It should bring us to our knees in repentance. But then when we realize the ultimate truth that God did this not only because of us, but for us and our salvation, well, then we ought to rise and raise our hands in thankful praise. Well, we might watch someone on a show like Dirty Jobs and think that they probably just took that job because they couldn't find anything else. They simply had no other options. But in this season of Lent, as we watch Jesus do this dirtiest job ever of dying for the sinners, we know that he does not do it because he is without other options. Now we are amazed that he could have simply sat in glory with the Father, and yet he still chose willfully to come and to do this work for us. For if he had chose otherwise, we would be doomed. And so we are amazed that he would come and that he would do all of this because he loves us with an eternal love. We watch in this season and we should be wowed time and time again at what our Lord would endure for us. Yes, we should watch and be wowed, but we don't always feel that way. All too often, I suppose, the message that God descended from heaven, took on flesh and died for us, has become like a diamond ring that a woman might wear each day. Oh, deep down, if she thought about it, she would appreciate the beauty and rarity of such a gem upon her finger. But on a daily basis, it can become something just to put on in the morning, like a pair of socks or a t-shirt. Sometimes we have become so comfortably familiar with the idea of God dying for humanity that we sort of just slip into it each day and don't really think about what a rare and beautiful thing that is. We have forgotten that this is wonderful, that it is rare, that it is amazing, that God would die. There is no other religion in the world that would even claim such a feat for their God. And yet our God did it willingly. Yes, he did it in order that we might live. He did it for us, the lost and condemned creatures, that we might instead be called his own. Yes, may we in this season, as we ponder Jesus' death, again appreciate the beauty and the rarity of what God has done for us. That we might think of it like one thinks of a diamond at that first time they receive it. Yes, Jesus, the only Son of the eternal God, has come to do the dirty job of dying for our sins. What a wondrous thing to behold. How great is his love that he would endure all of this for you. God leaving paradise. God taking on flesh and descending to earth. God living in our sinful world. God dying on the cross. All for humanity. That is what we believe. We believe in a son descending to die. Amen.